I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Welcome to episode 13 of the Talking With Giants podcast. 13 proves to be a lucky omen for the Giants as Hull were put to the sword emphatically by a youthful Huddersfield side. We'll delve into the finer details of that game and pick out a few key performers. In a week where the NRL has decided it would rather have a few weeks holiday than play in a showpiece event, we don't have Nate the Great Wood with us who's playing cricket tonight, but we will be checking in with him and we will be checking in with Jake Rowlands to see if Thursday night finally put a smile across Jake's chops. Uh, Josh Phillips is tasked with bringing the podcast youthful exuberance, and I'm your host, Matt Shaw. So, guys, how are we doing? Very well, after Thursday. Very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. how are you? Second that. Good. So, Huddersfield 40. 40. Hull 26. Nat called it mm. last week. Me and Nat did a podcast, and he said to me, he was adamant that, Huddersfield would win the game. Us three miserable so-and-sos thought it'd be a close run thing, slight defeat. But fantastic. And do you know what? I enjoyed this game more than any Giants game for ages. And it's not just down to the result. Not just down to the result. It's like Nat's, Nat's been saying for quite a while. He's, he's been saying week after week, give me 13 or 17 lads I can get behind who want to play for the club and I'll be happy with what what's happening on the field. And I was always like, yeah, okay, but we want to see, you know, some good rugby thrown in as well and, you know, a little bit of progress. But I completely got what he meant by this game because what I saw was I saw, you know, a, a team and a group all pulling in the right direction. Some of the young lads marinated nicely, if you like, you know, and I'm enjoying watching their journey into rugby league as well. And and long may this continue um, because, you know, win-lose or golden point, whichever way, I, I really enjoyed watching these guys, you know, and, and there's a real feeling that this group of players are pulling in the same direction, pulling together. And I enjoyed, and, and they're playing with freedom as well, and that's one of the key. They played with a lot more freedom against Hull than what they had done. There's there's a danger that maybe we can get ex- over, overly excited, again, you know, playing against a team who hadn't played for a month. But I really enjoyed what I saw. You know, this was this was a probably the, I'll probably say a good year or so that I've, I've you know, since I've enjoyed watching the Giants game this much. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I turned that off and I felt really enthused afterwards. I felt really positive for the future of the club. You know, we'll talk about Will Price, but, you know, not just Will coming through. You know, there's other young lads performing well. Jerry's still going strong. What a legend Leroy Kudjo is, by the way, 300 games. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Happy. Feet up for the rest of the week. How about you guys? I'm just, I'm just going to sit and bask in the glow of a, of a nice two points. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to continue the positivity, Matt, because as you know, I was working away um, up north last week in Blackpool and uh, I had the night off. So I was going to go over more just because I'd not been in the ground since last February, to be honest. That was my main motivation for going. I wasn't really expecting too much from the game. It was just going to be nice to get back in without any restrictions. And it was 
that was enjoyable. But, you know, going for a drink before, it was just really nice to be back. But then on top of that, well, they served up a treat for me, didn't they? Um, so I said to Jake, if it's, is it not been nice every week? Obviously not. I've been, I've been watching it, but, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole night was just really enjoyable. And, um, as for the game itself, I thought, you know, we could have, there were, there were a couple of moments near the start. They, they got the first try, didn't they? And then we got ahead and then they scored again. And I thought the heads might've gone down at that point, but uh, they showed great resilience. And like you said, um, just the intensity was there. They were all working hard for each other. Um, on paper, when, when the teams came out, I said to you, Jake, didn't I? I said, there's no reason why we can't win this game today. But I've been saying that for the last few weeks. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting us to win. But then the more the game went on, I thought, this game is here for us. We can put points on these. And uh, some great uh, performances. Um, Leroy Kudjo getting his try. What a moment that was on his 300 His face games. as well. His, the look on his face was yeah. priceless, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic! And then the try from Will Price—that's a real. That was one that shot you out your seat when he when he burst through, and uh, it was just really great to be back um, and uh, seeing those marks in the flesh. Go on, JK, smiling. Yeah, great, great yes. performance. Um, you know, if if we'd have, if we'd have come away losing that game, we'd probably been disappointed with some tries we conceded, especially that Saturday one. But when you're playing sort of rugby going forward like we did, um, attacking wise which we've missed over the last few weeks. It was good to see. Um, you know, Jerry started the game really iffy. Um, you know, he cost us a couple of tries um, defensively, but then it turned out after the game he was injured. So I think that was a bit of a masterstroke by uh, Watson moving him to the left-hand side. Because um, obviously he moved him across and he got three good tries from that side. You know, big hats off to Luke Yates. thought he was immense. Um, like Josh said, you know, the... Um, the enthusiasm and the the intensity were there, which it hasn't been in recent. Although the effort's been there in recent weeks, that intensity and enthusiasm hasn't. Um, and we looked enthusiastic throughout, from first minute to the uh, to the final whistle. You could see how much it meant to Josh Jones. You know, gene up the crowd. I hadn't seen that from players over the last few weeks either. Um, you know, you can just tell they were determined to win that game. Um, it was, yeah, really good outcome. You know, big shout out to Holly Russell. Um, I said last week he's gradually he's gradually been improving week on week um, and I thought that was his best performance in a giant shirt to date you know so and Will Price like Josh said getting better and better um, he's just got that speed and strength to burst through the line something we've not seen at the Giants in terms of a halfback for a few years I'd like um, to second that about uh, Ollie Russell because obviously I gave him a bit of stick last week um, might have gone over top if I did apologies but um, he had a really good game and I you know, credit where it's due. I thought he was he was fantastic. The kick he put through for um, Jerry's try towards the end of the game that was really clever. Great vision. So um, yeah, I sort of hope he keeps it going and his uh, confidence uh, keeps going on the up. Oh, definitely, and it wasn't just them two as well. You know, Sam Hewitt had an exceptional game. Got really stuck in Trout. Mate, Trout's I loved get- I love the elbow with Sam Hewitt because it yeah. just shows the confidence. <laughs> I, I don't care if he'd have got you know, yellow carded or whatnot. I just love how he's stood up for himself, you know, how a young lad, you know, it's so easy as a young lad to be, you know, um, thrown around by some of the older experienced pros, but he was having none of it. Do you know what I mean? He was like, uh. you know, he, he, he felt he'd been roughhoused, if you like, and he just gave a bit back. And I love stuff like that. I love, you know, the, the young lads, you know, and that's what I liked. They all played with fire, do you know, a little bit, a little bit of that. And I, I love that moment yeah. from Sammy, no, even if it was a bit of a people's elbow. 
It's good to see. I mean, Ollie Wilson did a great stint in first half. He were exceptional. Like I said, Trout's getting better and better. Although I didn't notice him too much in the game when I watched the game back on um, uh, Louis Senior. Had quite a good game, really good defensively. Did some massive carries. Um, it looks like he's improving. And what I liked about Watson's team selection a few weeks ago, it would have probably started Sam Wood on wing and Lewis would have probably been left out of the squad. Given the fact Sam Wood's not here next year, we should be developing like Lewis over Sam Wood. Um, and I hope Watson does that going forward. The fact that we haven't had a game this week, I think both halves, Price and Russell, deserve to start the next game. Despite if Gaskell or Cogger's back, they both deserve to start that next game. Indeed. Uh, so we've covered a lot of bases there. Um, I think we need to talk a bit more about Leroy Kudjo as well. You know, he, you know, I think people, not not just necessarily us, but we look on Facebook groups and the forums and people question whether we should maintain, you know, I've always said, you know, you've got to keep people like Leroy around the rugby club as long as, as possible. You know, they, 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 they rub off, you know, in a positive way on, on other people and especially the young kids coming through and even if he wants to play doesn't want to play find a way to keep Leroy at this football uh, rugby football club he's such a, a top guy you know he's a Huddersfield legend you know I remember going to watch town in away games at the Premier League you know in the winter and Leroy's there you know what I mean in in the concourses and what have you you know he, he loves the town he loves the he loves the people and the look on his face was just priceless wasn't it when he went through for his try I just thought that was such a a lovely moment and we've not had Many of those lovely moments have we in sort of the last sort of six to twelve months or so, and you know it's been a rough time for a lot of people. But that that was just a really sort of heartwarming moment. And you know, Leroy Kudjo, three hundred appearances, just a Huddersfield Giants legend, isn't he? Huddersfield legend. And also the the actual manner of the try scored. It wasn't just a walk over line job. He had to he had to burst through a couple of players. All right, it was against a tiring defence, but that shows that he can still you know he's still got something to offer. He got in team of the week. Um, for this week, I don't know how much that was to do with it being a streamer of the game, but um, he had a, he did have a good game. And if uh, Ian Watson, I think he mentioned in his interview before the game that he's going to be sticking around for next season, um, which I'd be happy with. You know, he's, he's not going to be starting every week if uh, we've got Latelli and uh, Jake Wardle um, to play ahead of him. But you know, if he can keep himself fit and he's he's always there, he can play on the wing as well. You know, he's not. He's not got the the pace you um, would like on the wing, but he can he can do a steady job there as well. And as you say, he's someone that's uh, good to have around the place, set a good example in training. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to keep him for another year. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I must admit, I was one of the people a year or so ago that were calling for him to retire. Thought he were finished after his last injury, and I thought it would have probably been the right time to retire for him. But he's proved me wrong. He's come back. He's uh, he looks fit. He's managed to train now for a while, I believe. I think it was first pre-season in five or six years, I believe, um, this one. So, you know, if he gets another pre-season down him, you know, he might be might improve more next year. Um, he has lost a lot of pace. You know, it's hard to see him scoring a try like he did at Warrington away all them years ago to win as the, uh, the game in playoffs. I don't think he could score a try like that again, but, he's, you, know, you know, he's still got his skill. He's still strong. Um, you can tell he loves the club, so yeah, happy to give him another one-year contract um, and do it on a sort of rolling basis. It's hard to see him, you know, club giving him a three-year deal at this stage of his career in case he gets another bad injury. But you know, take it year by year. Um, I don't like to see him on the wing personally. I think it's you know when you see Leroy on wing, you know you, you need people with a bit of pace out out wide now. It's something we've lacked for quite some time. 
Um, so I, I like him in centre, you know, as a backup centre to Jake Wardle and um, Lou Telly. You can't ask for a much better third choice centre, really, in your squad. I, I agree so. with it. I agree with that. When I said it about him playing the wing, I meant a sort of like uh, emergency option right, rather than uh, a backup. Yeah. But yeah, um, he showed he showed great resilience, hasn't he, over the years with all the injuries that he's had. You know, he wasn't just out for a few months here and there. It was no years. It was like a year and a half, two years. Not many people come back from that that no. sort of layoff. So, you know, that says everything you need to know about the man. Fantastic. So, you know, I'm sure if Nat was on the on on here as well, he would say a lot of nice things about about Leroy as well. Uh, Josh Jones suspended for two games. Um, do you know what? Okay, he's gone in and and he's maybe instigated. A little bit there with uh, with Cervelio. Um but I quite enjoyed it in a way because because <laughs> Ro- I thought it was a bit of a, a, a naughty shoulder on uh, Robson Stevens, wasn't it? I, I thought that was a bit naughty from from Cervelio. And Josh Jones has gone in and he's he's gone in and he's flying in to protect his teammate, to stick up for his teammate, and things like that foster good team spirit, you know. And you need your Josh Joneses, etc. To to mind, you know, some of the younger kids. So what Josh Jones did, I actually approve of and enjoyed, if you like. Uh, yes. I, I didn't I see it. I didn't, didn't see him I throw a punch. I did not exactly, see him throw yeah. a punch. I think, no. I I think two think games is harsh. Honest, but I think, no, didn't, I didn't think the RFL have to back up the referee, don't they, which they yeah. always seem to do regardless of what's actually seen on video. But um, Cervelio, yeah, no, yeah. no need for Cervelio to do that tackle, you know, but last second at game, he'd lately yeah. looking to start a bit of trouble, which he has yeah. done for the last few games for Hull, I believe. So a lot of their fans commenting on Twitter saying, oh, he's at it again. You know, so he's, mm. I think he were involved in a fight in Leeds game and, you know, there were the incident with club, which obviously wasn't his fault. But, um, yeah, I mean, fair play to Josh Jones, you know. He was always going to get banned because he got involved. But it looked to me from looking back at it that Cervelio were about to have a second pop. He sort of walked away mm. and he turned back around to get back involved again and then Jones has grabbed him. So, I mean... Well, they carried uh, it on down the... Well, yeah, he's going after him down yeah. the tunnel, aren't he? So, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he did anything that wrong. You know, the fact he got the red card, he was always going to get banned for you know one or two, probably more games. So, two games in the season we're having, um, it's not it's not at the end of the world, is it? We'd like to uh, have him playing, but it's not I mean, at the end of the playoffs. Chris Kendall be, did all right, didn't he overall? So. Yeah, I mean, it's first time uh, Kendall's refereeing does, isn't it? You know, I can't remember the last time we had a game with Chris Kendall refereeing. Uh, no, I been, think he's a good ref, but he's uh, giving a bit of stick. Yeah, I mean, it's because he's Uddersfield born, isn't he? He's a, I think he played in Uddersfield Academy once upon a time, so yeah. could, could be why you don't get many Uddersfield games. Um, Giants and Town fan, apparently, <laughs> I think. But yeah, but... <laughs> never start Richard Silverwood from refing Leeds every week or no. yeah, Hicks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I thought he had a really good game, Kindle, to be fair, you know. Um, I just, I don't know if I'd have sent them two off right at the end, I might maybe just give them both a yellow card, but... I had a sense of Elliot yeah. off, but I'm biased. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he is, uh, he's going to be a miss Josh Jones over the next couple of weeks, especially mm-hmm. Greenwood still missing one game. Um, it'll be a big miss to us. Josh, hit us with some stats. Hit, tell us who was the who were the most impressive performers uh, on the day. I I always love the the meters. You know, I've been whinging about this for months, and and you know that we don't make enough enough meters up the pitch um and i always look at the top five and again we've got two inside but one of them's a forward this time you know usually it's you know it's one of the senior you know uh, it's usually lewis senior or somebody like that or you know jake wardle but luke yates is you know sort of in the top top four and that's uh you know that's something really really decent to see 
Um, but tell us who uh, who I'm buying you time to actually load the website here. This is what I'm doing. But uh, just tell us who. I've got it. Don't worry. I came <laughs> Do I stop? Need to. All right. No more filling in the gaps. Uh, tell us who were the, uh, the the key men. Well, Jermaine McGilvery, as you'd expect, along with his four tries, he made 200 meters, which is you know obviously very impressive. Um, from 19 carries, that's the most as well. So. He, he did his fair share of work. All right, he got he got caught out in a, a couple of kicks at the start, um, but once he got moved over, he had a immaculate game. I thought uh, he also had eight tackle busts and two clean breaks, so he's topping the stats for us in four, five of the attack categories. Uh, elsewhere, Luke Yates, forty-five tackles, uh, top tackle as he, he always is, isn't he? When he when he plays, machine. Um, just machine. just behind them was Nathan Peets and Owen Trout. Um, two players who I thought impressed and uh, put in a real shift. Um, just while we're on that, would would you guys keep Pete's for next season? As it stands, we've only got one quarter spot available with Kenny going. Um, so I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, if Cogger goes, yes. If he doesn't, I don't know if we need a second rower more than... Uh, yeah, it's a tough one, really. I would at the moment I'd be leaning towards doing so, but it just depends on what other recruitment we, we're going to do, I suppose. Yeah, it's been pretty decent. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just, it, like like Jake says, it just depends on who else is available, yeah. really, to, to bring in as a as yeah. a second chest because Cunningham yeah. looks like he's going to be on his way, doesn't he? So, yeah, um, I mean, if you've, got a, if you've got a hooker coming off bench, you want someone with a bit more pace that can you know, scoot off from dummy half, a bit like Brad Dwyer. Um, you know, I think Cunningham and, sorry, O'Brien and Pete's are not similar, but they're both, they're not impact hookers, are they? You know, that you bring on mm. when defence are yeah. tiring, they're both steady, strong, can play big minutes. So it's, it'd yeah. be hard to see us having O'Brien and Pete's team sheet week in, week out. See what you mean, yeah. But if, if it was, if they did decide to keep him, I'd be, I wouldn't be unhappy with it. I no. think he's, he looks a good player. Um, he was also yeah. uh, one of four players to make uh, to not miss any tackles um, alongside Leroy Kudjo, Oliver Wilson, and Owen Trout. Um, Leroy Kudjo also made nine mark tackles along with Owen Trout. So a lot of mentions of Owen Trout in this section. I thought he was very solid in the middle of the pitch, and he yeah. keeps getting better. Keep saying I'm a big he's, fan of his. He's, he's my new. Yeah. Al- saying in the group when I was, he's my new Alex Miller. I always liked Alex yeah. Miller. And he's, My dad's uh, a big fan of trout as well. Yeah. So, is this a fish joke? Yeah. <laughs> no. um, highest average meter gain was Jake Wardle with uh, ten point eight nine meters per carry. So, uh, yeah, it's good stats. Good stats all around. A lot of impressive. Who else were in top meter makers? Top five for Giants. Uh, top five. Top five. Yeah. So, uh, McGilvery, Jones, Yates, Wardle, and Kudrow. It's good to have the forwards in there. That that was my point. You know, we we weren't making a lot of progress Sorry. up the middle. So I'm talking rubbish. I'm talking rubbish. Absolute rubbish with that uh, last stat. Not all of it. Just the last stat. Uh, highest meters was McGilvery, Yates, Golding, Jones, and Jake Wardle. Right. Yeah, I was going to say when when Jerry was at his peak, you know, that World Cup year, most games he were averaging about 200 meters a game. Mm. Um, as along with all the tries he was scoring as well, and he seems to have in recent years dropped down to between 130 to. 150. Um, so good to see him back at his best, really, despite him apparently being injured before the game. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought he did really well. Jerry was was brilliant. Uh, the two kicks, I just thought that 
Sometimes it's not all about the defender. I thought yeah. attacking wise, I thought Hull got into really good positions to get the get the lead mm. on him. To be honest, for especially especially kicks. one of them, there were good kicks, and one of them got a really good leap ahead of him. And I I, I probably wouldn't attribute much of that to Jerry, but I thought Jerry was fantastic throughout. Yeah, but I mean, it was good that yeah. Watson decided to do that because I don't think many people would have switched, switched Jerry from his usual right hand side, mm. or would have indeed had the nerve to do so. And it just paid off massively because it, it was sort of yeah. it was sort of reactive, but also a little bit proactive because they're yeah. obviously going to do it again. So better to uh, do that rather than concede. You know, you've you've learned a lesson from two tries conceded rather than it being three or four before you decide yeah. to do it. So yeah, fair play to Watson for making that change. Right, Jake, it's time. You you always uh, love a little bit of retention and recruitment chat, don't you? Uh, what's the latest chatter going on at the moment? Yes, it looks like Sam Sam Woods obviously confirmed going. Gaskell Caesar's now announced as a Leeds player. Uh, been confirmed that Kenny won't be here next year. It's looking unlikely that Ashworth and Cunningham will be here next year. You know, if we're wanting to ship them out to Lee mid-season, it just suggests both were signed prior to Watson coming to Giants. So it suggests that you know they're not in his plans. Um, still got a few that you know out of contract that aren't signed up, but there's rumours that have signed new deals. You know, Josh Jones. Uh, apparently he signed a new deal waiting to be announced um, same goes for Lutelli. Um I've also heard that senior, both senior twins have signed a new deal uh, which is which is good if so um, then we've got you know Oli Ashall-Bot which that's a, a strange one for me now with the emergence of Will Price because if you've watched listened to Watson's interview before the game on Thursday or Friday was it Friday was it um he said that he sees Will Price as a... Oh, no, sorry, after the game, he sees Will Price as a fullback. You know, with him bursting on and playing how, he's, how he has, to me, he's taken over Ashall Bot in terms of the squad ranking. So would we keep Ashall Bot just to be a third-choice fullback behind Gold? You heard we are keeping him. You no, no, this is what I'm saying. He's out of contract. Oh, right. and, uh, no, I'd, given I'd be the, surprised. Yeah, given the fact Watson sees Will Price as a fullback and how well he's playing... It's hard to see us keeping Ashall Bot, and to me, Price mm. takes his squad in the takes his spot in the first team squad next year. And you've got McGowan as well. Yeah, you've got McGowan still. You know, um, he'll be a year older, and I don't think he'll be eligible to play academy next year. So he'll mm. be looking for game time, whether it's on loan or if they do bring reserves back. You know, I think Louis mm. Senior takes Darnell's spot on wing, and then his Senior comes back from Wakey as first choice backup winger. Uh, would we give Joe Wardle a new deal? That's a real difficult one for me. Cause not for me. Not for me. I, I I'm a big fi- fan of him, but not for me. Get the feeling his body can't cope anymore. But no. like, like I said that about Leroy Kudjo a couple of years ago. So I hope he can make it back. But it's hard to see club giving him a big deal more than at least a year at the moment. You know, with his injury record over the last couple of seasons. Inwards, uh, you know, we're waiting to announce Fiofage, Lalahea, Seb. Um, and then there's rumours of Chris Hill and Nathan Mason. Chris Hill, at first, I thought, well, that's a bad signing. Passed it, you know, over the hill, so to speak. Um, but, the more, but the more I uh, think that about... One down. Yeah, the, the more I think about it, it's quite a good move. You know, we've got a lot of young props like Wilson, English, that haven't had a real leader to look up to the last couple of years in terms of a forward. Uh, in terms of a prop, that is... You know, Yates is still young, although he's a quality player. He's still only 25 or 26 himself. So bringing somebody that level of experience who's played international and won trophies will probably be 
invaluable for those guys. So come round to my way of thinking, Jake. Yeah, I'm Finally. on board with that one. Nathan Mason. Yeah. Mm. I thought that got. Um, did they not kibosh that Nathan Mason? I thought no, Watson, no, not, no? Uh, no. Watson no, came what? out and said he's yeah. definitely interested. Okay. It, yeah, it adds another prop forward to line up. You know, I can't see him getting a regular first team spot, but he's probably better at this stage than Jack Ashworth. The times I have seen him play for Leeds, uh, Lee, sorry, he's stood out for them and he's been quite quite good. I think he's still only 27 himself, so similar age to Ashworth. Good side. Uh, Uddersfield, good Uddersfield, side. Yeah, a good side, Uddersfield Academy product, and that's what I sort of lean to when I'm thinking, mm. yeah, you know, came for our academy, so why not give him another chance? Um, for me, I think I, I like both those signings. I, li- I like the fact we've signed, well, supposed to have signed three props because if, if they do happen then we've got English Seb Chris Hill Nathan Mason Lawrence and Wilson that's that's six pretty good props which is I think what we're, a position where we're short this season so it's good that we've managed to which, get those players which, which punchy props as well really punchy props you know who can who can bang mm-hmm. holes through the opposition yeah. and that allows Yates to move to those forward yeah you know, yeah. and if we are bringing them in, does Yates take Edwards' place in second row or at loose? Um, or do we bring another? Sec- or do we another bring another second rower in to replace Edwards? I think we still need to, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, if we do bring an overseas say, second rower in, that's our quarter spots done. That's seven. So then it but depends if, on it depends on if Cogger goes. Um, if we got, would, if we've got Jones, Yates, Greenwood, McQueen, Trout, and Hewitt, that's that's another six. Can you, keep, can you keep all them happy if you bring in another second row? No, well, yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one, really, you know, because Hewitt's playing well. He'll be a year older next year. He'll be wanting to keep his place in team. Um, so at this stage, if we did let Cunningham go, I would say we'd probably sign Nathan Peets. Um, then we've got two hookers. Um, you know, Yates can take Edward's spot, potentially. Um yeah, it was looking good. I mean, Watson did say, you know, after the game that was quite far down the line with recruitment. So, um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely would want to see us wasting that quarter spot on a overseas winger like Ken Seo or somebody like that. That would disappoint me, to be honest. I don't mind Ken Seo just because yeah. I don't think he's right. worth a quarter. I don't think he's worth a quarter spot though when we need no, it in other areas. No, I don't, I don't think not. he's mass, a massive improvement on. One of the seniors is he really yeah. not massive? He's, he's decent, kicker, but he's not. He's not. Yeah, he is. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like. I don't know. I'm, I'm really sort of gravitating towards our own at the minute, just because I enjoyed the game so much. So yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, all, I'm all for that. Um, and if you if you do give uh, Lewis Senior and Inner Senior, you know, a starting spot and a first backup between them, that does give you money to spend elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. So you've got your Daniel money, then what you would because we did offer Daniel a contract. Yeah. That, that's the money that we need to be using to mm. tie up Will Price. But overall, when you when you look years. at the squad we're building for next season, I, I can definitely see a plan, and I think we're over the the worst of this season, if you know what I mean. Because yep. you know, a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, there's so long to go in this season, and we're just losing, and things looking bad. Whereas now we've we've got rid of not yeah, you know, sort of got rid of season Edwards, although they are great players. I think for the benefit of the group as a whole, and looking forward to next year as well. We're starting to see now um, an actual building process for next season. And um, I'm starting to get a little bit excited about next season already. I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to be top four or whatever, but I think we can improve and I think we can see more displays like what we saw on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, Thursday night, we, st- we have to remember Hull still had 
quite a lot of players missing themselves. You know, you Jake Connors, Josh Griffin, Scott Taylor's, um, James yeah, Shaw. They did three weeks ago and we still no, lost that game. No, so. but they were coming off back of not playing for four weeks this week as well. So yeah, they've yeah. been, been a little bit rusty. So don't want to get too carried away with that performance, but you know, yeah. it does look better got to start than pre- yeah. It does look better than previous weeks and it was a much needed win, which will give the guys confidence going forward. And it's probably quite a blessing that we haven't had to go face St. Ellen's the game after. Because yeah. we could have gone there and got it, you know, blown up again and been back on a losing streak where mm. I quite fancy his chances against Castleford because they're hit and miss. Mm. Uh, they don't particularly have massive forwards, something that we struggle with. So, you know. For me, the, the fewer games we play this season, the better. I know that's, yeah. that sounds a bit... Yeah, I agree. You know, <laughs> it's not, not it's not a normal season, is it? You know, just yeah. the, the least fewer games we can play, then the less games we can lose, which sounds very negative, but... I think it's important to play the right games. I wouldn't mind playing Cass, but when you when you're playing you know, St. Ellen's, Warrington at the moment with the, where we are, I, I think it's better if we don't play them, yeah. uh, just so it doesn't affect confidence. Josh, you wanted to discuss the Super League crowds, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, so obviously we didn't we didn't get four thousand, which was disappointing. Um, we can only got five and a half thousand. Uh, it's just it's concerning, really, isn't it? You know, um, club like Wigan, yeah, right. The crowds have been going down for quite a number of years, but yeah. to that level, the sort of level that we would have been disappointed with ourselves uh, not that long ago, it's um, a worrying time uh, for Super League. And I know it's caused by a lot of things. COVID. Some people aren't going because you know they don't feel um, comfortable going out yet, which I totally understand. But uh, for me, I, d- I don't think that number is as high as people maybe uh, projecting it to be. Do you think there's a risk and reward thing, though, Josh? Do you think people kind of go, they kind of think it's on TV or I can get it on the hour league yeah. app, etc. And they just I agree. Yeah, but I agree. But, I, um, think, I, I, I think, think that's just take the risk. When when football comes back, I don't I don't think you'll see a big drop off. I think you'll see a lot of people coming back, and that's you can still watch that on streams and stuff. Yeah. I think it's. People, yeah, maybe you're right. People are bothering because it's rugby league, but that in itself is a problem. Yeah, but I people think, will bother for football. I think. I think the demographics with the people that go to watch rugby league and football are quite different in many ways. There's a lot of mm. older people go and watch the rugby, probably more so than the young, younger generation. And there's a lot of people, town fans, that go between the age of what early teens and late twenties, early thirties. Whereas at rugby, you go to watch Giants, and there's not many youngsters, not many teenagers. You know, most people you see are probably 30s, early 30s upwards, odd person taking the kid or, you know. But I've got to admit, you know, a few weeks ago when we were getting beat every week, I thought to myself, I've actually got used to walk, you know, watching it at home. Uh, can I really be bothered rushing around after work on a Thursday or midweek just to get down to the stadium to watch us get hammered? Um, I have been, regardless, but, you know, I can understand people's thought process when they're thinking that during the week now, you know, got used to watching it on telly. So COVID's the cause of that, but mm. it's not the reason why they're not going now because just, just they've got comfortable watching it at home. Yeah. I think a lot these of are all valid are, points, like, yeah. but I just think if we say, oh, it's, it's just because of COVID, everything's all right. Yeah. It's still poor. True, it's still it? a poor crowd. It's, it's been still going down. Him. The crowd's been going down before COVID anyway. Yeah. And I think oh, a lot yeah. of people are losing interest. I think, you know, this season... It, with the league table being like it is, I think that puts a lot of people off. I know it's a little thing, but no, look it at does, the table it's, not, it's, like, it's not a proper season, is it? Because the games no. are all over the place and games are getting If you win off. a game, you don't know, oh, so if we win tomorrow, we're going to be on 0.312 cent. It's just, 
Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, the, not, the, 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 Wigan, the Wigan crowd was much more disappointing than what ours was. That... Yeah, I would be worried if our Wigan, you know, yeah. yeah, because they've they've been used to getting you know five, six, seven, eight thousand more than us in recent years. Um, you know, we've probably at a peak at what five and a half thousand over recent times. So, you know, I don't think our crowd with that or expecting it to be worse. To be honest with you, especially with how we've been doing, I think mm-hmm. if we you know we'd have won a few games or maybe one against one of the games against Wigan, you might have seen an extra five, six, seven hundred there. But you know, the Wigan one to me that you know I know they've not been doing too great themselves and they've lost a lot of games recently but you know that's still bad for them really I think, bad yeah. I think what's bad think for, from rugby team. league fans Josh I think what's really bad is that usually when someone gets a crowd other fans of other clubs just kind of pan them don't they and say oh Wakefield yeah, Wakefield Huddersfield they? shouldn't be in Super League they don't really yeah. seem to th- to understand that this is a problem with the game not not a problem yeah. with the clubs because no. if if rugby league is popular and thriving you can guarantee there's 10,000 at Huddersfield and then all of a sudden it's not hmm. a problem anymore Whereas yeah. this is a problem with the game itself, not yeah. with the football. It's not the, the case that players. everyone else, everyone else, the crowds are going up and ours are going down. Yeah. It's, it's it's just, I'm just thinking that, of what's his name on Twitter. Who sometimes I like his opinion, sometimes it's rugby league dinosaur or something. Sometimes right. it comes out <laughs> with some absolute tripe on there, and there's there's absolutely no rhyme or reason as to you know blame any of these specific clubs because it's it's across the board. And like you've yeah. said. There are no younger people being attracted to the game. It's an old man's game. We're set. We're we're, we're old men. We are, we're all. To got be fair though, as well, it. I think people are just fed up with the way the RFL are handling. You know, well, not just the RFL, but you know, the game in general with so many games being called off, and you don't know if they're yeah, going to go ahead and start a week. Yeah. I think people have just like written the season off in the head. I'm thinking like mm-hmm. my dad. My dad's pretty similar. You know, he he said to me, you know, he's lost that enthusiasm because after you know games are getting called off left, right, and centre. The may as well as cult season often when you're thinking like that it's hard to get motivated yeah. especially when you're thinking as an away fan thinking can I be asked travelling over to watch him at, like, if I were a Hull fan for example to go and watch him over at Giants mm. and, you know, well, it's like, for me that was my first game back since uh, Giants game since we lost to Wigan start of last season um, and I wasn't I was only looking forward to going um, after once there was like no restrictions I couldn't I couldn't be bothered travelling all that way to, you know, to sit in a Poor yeah. seat and all that, but um, if we if I'd gone on Thursday and they played awful and it was awful game, I'd probably say, "Well, I'm not going again this season." But because we won, I'm uh, looking forward to going like a couple of times more for the end of the season. Hunting, but I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me because I had a good experience. I want to. It's like, oh, that was great. I want to do it again, yeah. and then we go back and we we'll probably lose. But you know, but I think a lot of this debate is uh, a bit hypothetical because we don't know the reasons why people aren't going. We haven't surveyed them, and I think maybe we should revisit this debate uh, a few games into next season. Um, once, hopefully, yeah. things things uh, COVID-wise remain, you know, stable, I mean, and uh, we'll see if if crowds do come back. If if there's a proper season next season, that's what I hope. Anyway, I think yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So we'll we'll have a look at that later on down the line. Um, Saint Helens game called off, uh, Jake. Um, you know the Castleford one, as it stands, may may go ahead. Uh, yep. What are the rules? So I'm gonna for those that don't know, what are the rules which determine whether you get uh, where you have to forfeit the game or not? Because obviously we had the yeah. game against Castleford where we we had to take the hit. Um, yep. For those people that don't know, uh, tell us why Saint Helens don't have to take the hit. I think I believe, and I'm not 100 percent sure on this. If you've got seven players or more that have got COVID or tested positive, you you can you can reschedule, cancel the game. If you've got less than seven, 
but still can't feel the team due to welfare, then you have to forfeit the game, i.e. 24 nil loss, which we had to do against Cass, which Cass did the, a few days before our game against... I can't remember who Cass did it against, to be honest. Was yeah, it? Something like that, yeah. But then they miraculously had a full stream side then a few days later, which I find absolutely bizarre. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, the players that played in... Uh, Challenge Cup final obviously celebrated after you know you saw St. Ellen's players on top of that bus um, they've all obviously caught it or it's gone round camp um, I believe that the end date for the Covid isolation is Friday so if that's correct you know Castleford should be able to field the team come Monday whether they field, field they can or not it's a different matter but you know if they haven't got the positive tests after the isolation then they should be forfeiting the game not you know, they should be ending our 24 nil back to us, which we gave them a few weeks ago. <laughs> so if the game does go ahead, what, what do you fancy? I, I, I want more of the same. I want to see Will Price going at it. I want to see, you know, Robson Stevens. Well, maybe, yeah. you know, get, you know, players like that, get the sort of five, 10 minutes. I want to see Owen Trout, you know, you know, play a, play a huge portion of the game. These young lads, I think, from reading some of the comments on the forums as well, uh, and Facebook, they're they gripping the... Huddersfield Giants, I wouldn't say gripping the imagination, but they're giving the fans something to cling on to and support in what's probably, I wouldn't say a nothing season, but you know it's not a season where we're going to, probably not going to end up in the playoffs, you know, barring a, a miracle run, and hopefully won't be involved in you know any, any relegation talk either. So these young lads are really giving people something to sink the teeth into if you let you know so to speak um i want to see more of that um how about yeah. you guys what are you guys thinking yeah i mean you know we've we've got to keep that same squad out there i think they deserve it obviously jones is banned hopefully matt english will have passed his assessments um and can come back in and replace jones um i don't know who else is it cogger they said cogger might be fit you know does cogger come on bench instead of wood or stevens Stevens only came on for the last five minutes, so you know Cogger could could also do a spell at Hooker if necessary. Um, I don't think anybody else is fit to be honest. So you know, I think we're pretty much that's the squad we're going to have to go with. Um, squad good enough to win uh, for me. You know, if Cass have been in isolation, they'll be a bit rusty. Um, no reason we can't go there and pick up the points this time. Okay, this I think, I think we're, we'll we're be, on the hype train be, now, aren't we? I'm going to bring it down slightly. I think. For me, I think we'll go and be competitive um, as we have done for the last, you know, four games or so. I think we'll turn up, we'll we'll uh, put this put a shift in. Um, I know it's a bit of a cop out to say that's all you can ask for, but for for us, that's we need to instill that attitude into the club because for too long now we've had games where we turn up at Wakefield and we're thirty nil down after thirty minutes. And for me, as long as you're in the game, you've always got a chance. Yeah, so I think that's the sort of thing we need to be working on now. It's making sure we're in every game and we don't get these spells of you know conceding ridiculous points to teams that we shouldn't be doing so. If you look over um, the last few years, Castleford have always been a team where it's been a really competitive game, regardless of who's been injured, yeah. who's been out for either side. Um, you know, we lost by a drop goal um, at Castleford, but then beat them at home. I think last year, did we? Um, yeah. 
year before, I think with two competitive games, you know, there's never a clear winner. It's always a good competitive game and I expect it to be the same again this time. Won't be surprised if Cass just nicked it, but again, you know, with, with most of the team isolating apparently, um, you'd have to fancy us to, uh, you know, upset them really. Yeah. If, if the game goes ahead, it's at the moment, like we've been saying, we do keep talking about COVID. I know it's hard, it's hard to avoid it um, in life, especially in rugby league at the moment, but I think, um, if the game goes ahead, we just you just sort of sit and wait, and don't you? You can't you can't be worrying about um, what needs to happen for it to go yeah. ahead. It just the, these things just change on a daily basis, and I think Always. it's the same with the, the playing squads of each team. So it's hard to predict what our team will be, what their team will be, what how it's going to go. So it's just those want to see us uh, compete with the same attitude that we did on Thursday. If the cast game don't go ahead, who's our next fixture? Uh, it is Wakefield. On the eighth of August. Eighth of August. See, it might might not oh, be wait the, for the home. Sorry, wait for the home. So it might not be end of the world if you know the game doesn't go ahead. You know, it's given them young lads chance to have a full week's recovery and more. Um, mm. Going into that game against Wakefield, it'd be interesting to see if any seniors allowed to play. Um, in that way it feels good I'd like to think yeah. you've got a, a clause which says you can't but you never know do you? Well, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that would be the same with Seb and Ollie Robertson they both played a bit different that wasn't it because I think that was sort of loan with a view to signing permanently mm-hmm. whereas seniors more of an actual loan whereas and then we've got um, Salford and Leeds after that um, if the games go ahead so you know a decent little run we're not I'm not saying they're yeah, not easy games, but games where we we think we can get something out of. So hopefully we can go on a little run of picking up points. Yeah, I mean it's the Wakefield and Salford game ones where we need to be trying to avenge them defeats from poor defeats. Really, probably the most yeah. two disappointing results in season this far. To be honest, yeah. so, I think the Wakefield result is the one that uh, yeah. messed our messed our season up yeah. completely because we're on a, a nice little run. Um, and then that that game for me just. There was it showed something seriously wrong, didn't it? Yeah. Um, to concede that many points in a short time frame, but hopefully got to the bottom of that, uh, the root cause of that now, and we can uh, move on upwards. I think that's a good point to end it, unless we've got any uh, any other business. AOB. Yeah, Adam O'Brien. I'm going to take Not Jake's me, silence as a no. Uh, no, I, I think just say it. I just say you know if anyone's got any questions or issues with anything we have. Discussed on pod, drop us a message, you know, on Facebook, Twitter. Um, we'll get back to you. I know there's been murmurs of people saying we might be a bit too negative, but just you, you know, you, yeah, you've got to have a well rounded, uh, <laughs> well rounded views. You can't just come on just praising everything they do or, you know, be negative about yeah. everything. Well, um, when we are negative, uh, it's only because we want them to do well. Um, that's we all, we're all here because we all want Huddersfield Giants to do well. Um, and it's the passion of it it's you know it, it can be a bit it can be very frustrating at times watching it and you know you want you want things to be better and sometimes that manifests itself in uh, different ways but I think we've been more positive tonight haven't we yeah it always are after a win isn't it that's the, that's yeah. the thing but it's it, like I said at the start it's not just about not just about the win it's about seeing a group that you can really sort of put your Put your faith in and to, to go in the right direction. And I think we all enjoyed that game and, and hopefully we'll enjoy next week's as well. So thank you, Josh, uh, Jake, and hopefully we'll have Nat back next week as well. And if anybody fancies a stint as well, we're on with us. You know, we're open to uh, open to any, any guest appearances as well. So uh, 
like like Jake says, get in touch with us and, and we're happy for you guys to set the agenda as well as just listen. So uh, thanks for everybody that does listen and we'll be back again uh, this time next, well, maybe not next week if there's not a game, but maybe the week after. So I think it's only right that we go out with the victory song. <laughs>